Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers with whatever writing ailments you might have. Whether it's related to your craft or your career, we can help. Are you ready for your session? The The doctors doctors are are in. in. Taxes to the king. Uh, absolutely not. So, dude, what are we supposed to know? You don't talk to me. He's the character. You talk to him. Uh, okay. Sup, dude? Sick accent. So, um, like, what are we supposed to do? I am Princess Aoife of the Kingdom of Riverdale. Warrior trained by the immortal guardians of Ao, and as long as I I shall not pay tithes to tithes. Shit, girl. Go all the way off. And that was a clip from The Game, a new streaming series coming out in just a few weeks. And we are joined today by the writers and director of The Game. So Matt Curtin and Lauren Henning, who wrote it and are also in it. And Amanda Sunshine, who's the director. Welcome, all of you. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yay, we're so glad you're here. So, okay, just... uh, Matt, you're probably going to be very distinctive because you're the only guy. But Lauren and Amanda, could you just identify yourselves for our listeners? Definitely. Uh, I'm Lauren. I'm Amanda. Ooh, I like yeah, that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tom, but I haven't said anything yet, so I thought I'd get my name in there. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. We both had a chance to check it out. What was the inspiration behind it? Um, 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 yeah, do you want to think of Matt? Sure. No worries. Um, so I have been, this is, this is, the story is a, do, a doozy, buckle up. I have been trying to get Lauren and company, all our friends, everyone who was creator on this project, for the most part, to play Dungeons and Dragons for like six years. I'm, I'm a big D&D nerd and I just want more of my friends to enjoy my hobby. And you're persistent. <laughs> oh, I am so persistent. It is the best game on earth. Um, so, uh. Finally, I want to say like roughly maybe like a year ago to this Not day. Even. It, was, it was in spring um, of this this year. This past yeah, tight tight turnover, which is which is to say, um, Lauren finally acquiesced, <laughs> and she said, and she said she would love to play Dungeons and Dragons, and I went through the roof with excitement, and then I started explaining it to her. Just like what it's like, what you do, yeah. like the mechanics and all of that. And mind you, and, this is also with like several glasses of wine. Oh yes, and as is most conversations we have. Yeah. Um, so, um, and eventually, she says, "You know what? It, it would be really cool if we made like a like a streaming series about this. Um, <laughs> it could be like a bunch of friends around the table playing Dungeons and Dragons." And I'm like, "Cool! Wow!" We are never going to play Dungeons and Dragons, are we? <laughs> we eventually did, but God, it, it still took a few months. Yeah, I needed to write a whole show about it before I like committed to the bit. As is most things she does. Yeah, yeah. So, I like, yeah. so wait a second. Um, obviously, Lauren's one of the people you were trying to get in, in the game, but are the other actors the other people you were trying to get play with you, or are they just actors? So, uh, so yeah, the woman, the girl who plays um, Pugbear, Maggie, my partner, um, also was 
I really it was Maggie and, and, and Amber, right, Matt? Yeah. Great. Yeah. So two, basically all of us. Um, and then I had, I had had the great pleasure of working with both Garth who plays Dumbledore, but we call him muscle wizard and, uh, Richard uh, who plays sister Angelique, uh, the drag priestess of light, um, before and a couple other projects. Um, and so when we were developing the show, um, and kind of fleshing out these different character archetypes, um, you know, these were the, just the first two names that came to mind, but really like Amber, Maggie, me and Matt, like had all gone to UCLA together. Uh, so it was, a pr- yeah, he had been hounding us all to like start a game for a while. And it worked. And it worked, <laughs> sort of. We started the game. That's mm. awesome. So you have like your side game, like the actual private game, and then you have the show, the game. Yeah. 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 That, is, that is a lot of gaming. Yeah. Best game on earth. Totally worth it. <laughs> And I noticed also, and thank you for this, like, so you have really great representation. And I noticed you didn't make the Asian guy a monk. I was like thinking about that. I'm like, oh, like that would have been like your logical thing, right? But he's not. Well, it's, you know, it's funny, Garth. Um, Garth is actually a former MMA fighter. Um, and oh so my gosh. You can't tell from his gigantic arms. Um, and I, I had worked on a, a anthology series for Amazon Prime with him. And I just, I was... I would cry every time we stopped to like stop shooting because he would always like go eat a protein bar or like talk about fighting. And I was like, I love this man. He's so iconic. And so when we were talking about like who would be because when I when I like to approach uh, stories like this, I always think about like who would be the weirdest person to be in this position? And I was like a total gym bro. Right. Who has like no interest in this world at all. Right. How would mm-hmm. that person approach D&D? Right. And so that was sort of like how we we roped him into this. Um, and Garth's just like an incredible actor and incredible fighter. Um, and definitely, definitely the best fighter of all of us for sure. That's so awesome. Yeah. It was very unexpected. And it was funny cause Tom and I were talking about this later. Uh, just so full disclosure, I am a huge gaming nerd. Tom is also yeah. a gamer, but he doesn't do a lot of RPGs and stuff. And I was like, are you guys missing a tank? Uh- <laughs> um, believe yeah. it or not, like, like, um, Garth tries to be the tank, but yep. he's a wizard, so yep. like a light breeze will blow him over and kill him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. So Amber, who is like half her, uh, half his size and weight, uh, she's actually our tank. She yeah. is she the sorcerer? I'm trying yeah. to remember. Okay, she's a warlock. Warlock. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, because I was thinking about that. I'm like, you've got two magic users, you've got two range fighters, and then I'm like where's the tank? You've got the healer. And I was like, was that on purpose? Yep. That's awesome. Um, <coughs> yeah. Well, actually, fun fact. So the first time I played D&D, I was a tree elf. But because um, I was like, oh, I'll be a bard. Like, that'll be fun. It's like the artistic role, whatever. And then the first boss fight happened. And I was like, they were like, what do you want to do? Like, you want to like, you know, play play an instrument so that someone else can get inspired to do better or whatever. I was like, no. I want to go attack it. And they were like, you're 40 pounds, Amanda. <laughs> my, my character's name was literally Tinsy. And they were like, Tinsy wants to take lead on this one. And I was like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think, but I think that speaks to like a huge part of what makes this show work is like what you're really curating an imagined reality and the rules of the game often work against like the, act, the the people who are physically playing it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think what's really funny, and, and when we played the game as a cast, it was very similar, actually. 
um, you know, especially new players, you're often like, wait, 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 go back, go back. I, I want to do something different now. And you've already technically done that thing, right? You can actually rewind in time. But in this imagined reality, right, if you have a nice DM like Matt, you know, he will let you kind of go back and, and do a do over. And I think when we were approaching this as filmmakers, we were like, how do we bring that, you know, like there's no other game in the world that like you could do that with, right? And so we really mm -hmm. wanted to capture that like magic of, it's just so funny inherently to think about, right? Like, yeah, this light breeze could knock someone like Garth over because those are the rules of the game. But yeah. in reality, you're looking at someone, right? Who's like super built and very athletic and could, you know, like beat this other person up, but because he's a wizard, he can't. Um, so like using restraints in comedy, I think always helps uh, drive the point further. So now for a tough question, and I say this full disclosure, uh, so, I myself am also doing a live stream of Dungeons and Dragons starting this month, but the market is so saturated. Mm. So why this topic? It's a good question. Um, I am happy to take it. Um, yeah. Um, there have been, um, the market is saturated. Um, I've seen like plenty of foyers into attempting to adapt Dungeons and Dragons to like to screen media. And I feel for the most part, like it is heavily saturated, but I, a lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time, like people miss the point of what makes Dungeons and Dragons so um, compelling to watch. Mm -hmm. um, a lot just like really lean into the fantasy aspect. How much like really good cosplay can we pack into this? How many VFX shots can we have mm -hmm. like in one like shot? Um, but really like, that's not what makes Dungeons and Dragons fun. That's not what makes tabletop role-playing games fun. What makes it fun are the people who play them. It's as, as fun as it is to play around in the fantasy world. At the end of the day, it is just like a group of people who maybe somewhat know each other gathering around and making up a story as they go, just like together as a community. And there's a lot of pitfalls and a lot of triumphs, but it's communal storytelling more than it is like, I don't know, an attempt to reach a $700 million budget or whatever the price of uh, Lord of the Rings ended up being. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly it, Matt. And like, I would say that, the you know, there's so many things about D&D &D or, or role-playing games, but like the ones that have always struck me the most are like when Community did it or that new show Ghosts, they did a D&D &D episode, right? Where like the, guy, the DM couldn't see any of the players, right? And so it's like, it's always more about the, or Stranger Things, right? It's always about the people playing it. And so when we approached it, right? Like some of our comps in mind were things like Community or Friends or these classic sitcoms where you go, oh my God, I would literally watch this group of friends do anything because it's just, it's well-written, it's funny and I care about these people. And ultimately like, the game, yes, it, you know, our, our premise is about this role-playing game and that's what brings these people together. Like it really is about these people, you know, each episode covers a different character's backstory and what kind of brought them into this, this game in the first place. And like, how do they interact with each other? How do they, you know, end up forming relationships uh, inside the game, outside the game. Um, and it's just, it's really, it's just a show about people. And I think we used a lot of classic, uh, gags from sitcoms and, and looked at what made shows like Friends and Community work in order to approach this, I think, in a different way um, that makes it stand apart from the maybe more saturated elements of it. Well, you kind of partially answered my next question. 
one of the things that I thought was interesting about the pilot was how vehemently uh, the dungeon master, Matt's character, mm. doesn't want to be personal with these people. <laughs> he just wants to play the game. What, what's going on with that mentality? And then explain to me, because now you, you've already said the f- subsequent episodes are going to be out the individual people, how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, and, and Matt, or Amanda, please feel free to jump on this also. I, I think the way that I like to approach comedy is because I have I've, I have two other comedies in development. And, and I think something that really works is always thinking about like, what would make this situation harder for these people? Because if it gets harder, it's going to get funnier, right? So if you have a game that ultimately is about bringing people together, right? What if the whole, you know, essence of this guy's desire to do it is to never bring these people together to only play the game right because the game inherently is going to keep pushing you to reveal things about your personal life and to get closer right and so if he really doesn't want that to happen right we're always pulling and pulling and pushing and pulling right through the whole season and in multiple seasons after that um so i think that it just gave us a really good like comedic in in how we approached like the pilot and the rest of the first season um, and if you want the actor's perspective, um, mm. uh, my approach to it was, um, he, uh, Brand, uh, uh the, the dungeon master, he loves this game. It was a staple of his childhood. It got him through some of the worst times of his life. And it's kind of the only opportunity that he had friends loosely based on my own personal experiences. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so when times get tough for him, he wants to disappear into that familiar comfort thing, that childhood thing of just playing around in a fantasy world with a, with, with a bunch of people. He doesn't, but he doesn't necessarily realize, which I think like a lot of other people don't necessarily realize, is that the game is like, as I've said before, the game isn't fun because mm-hmm. it's the game. It's fun because you're with people like you're interacting with people yeah yeah and i think also from a character's perspective um and matt and i talked about a little bit about this um he you know he just wants to be loved right that's some of the most compelling characters they just want love and i think for all the characters in this game they're these misfits they come together and they really whether or not they want to admit it or whether or not they realize it they really need each other and i think um the game master most of all right like he he doesn't think he needs friends he thinks he just needs to play the game and you have the the mm-hmm. want and the need if he wants to play the game he needs these people right and i think that journey for him is is very especially in season 1 um is is very compelling and is something that i think a lot of people can relate to right and especially just in terms of, you know, people, people struggling with depression, a huge part of depression is pushing people away. Um, even when you, you don't actually want them to go away. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of self-sabotage. And I think that's a lot of what's going on with the, the game master and, and his kind of slowly allowing to let people in, I think will be a a very powerful thing to follow, but it it does obviously what Lauren said is correct, right? It is comedically funny that, Oh, we're all getting together to play this game and no one can know anything about each other. Um, So, you know, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous, right? But it does come from this real place of, of being terrified of being abandoned and being terrified of losing what little you have. That's awesome. I think it'll be really fun to see how it develops too over the 
over the course of the series. And one thing I was wondering is, so the the pilot is short. It's like 10 minutes, maybe 12 if you add in the really funny song at the end. (laughs) Loved the song. Did you have a whole, like, say, hour pilot written and you just chopped it up? Or did you individually write? Because I think, Amanda, didn't you tell me you already had uh, episodes two and three written? We so... the, whole, the whole season written. Okay. Yeah. Was it... So it? It's a comedy. So it was already always intended to be 30 minutes or, or less. Um, but we, we have basically our, our 10 minute and then I guess they're the writers. They can tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, um, well, we actually we wrote it as a 10 minute. And I, I will say, honestly, I'm not always a fan of short form content. I don't always think it works. But I think when we approached it, we really thought about like the audience in mind and like, you know, who are the people that spend a lot of time on the internet or like on Reddit and like, you know, maybe would watch this while they're at work or while they're like on the way somewhere, right? So I think for this, we approach it like, if it's a 10 minute, how do we make the show fit the form? And how do we make it like the form elevate the show? Um, and so the 10, we really like kind of naturally found a good fit for the 10 minutes. We do have a half hour pilot, but it, we actually wrote it afterwards and kind of combined episodes one and two. Um, but yeah, we, we wrote the first two episodes, Matt, right? Like pretty like in that first week. And then after we did the table read, we like t- sat down for like two hours and then you like churned out the rest of the episodes. It was like like ten days. It took me like it yeah. took us took conjointly like ten days for the whole season. Yeah. Dang! Please send me whatever you're on to do that. <laughs> oh. Ten days to write an entire season. That is impressive. A, a panic disorder. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So okay, we understand Matt's background. You grew up with this game, and Lauren, we get it. He drew you into it. Amanda, were you, what drew you to this project? Were you already a Dungeons and Dragons player or did they rope you into it? And then you were like, I got to do this. Um, Yeah. As I mentioned, I have played a couple of campaigns before. Um, The first one, I was a wood elf who really wanted to be a tank, um, an ill-fated proposition. (laughs) And then, um, and then I was able to play a barbarian my second time around. Um, And uh, then COVID happened and I, I hadn't really played since I obviously watched, um, when the the game actors um, got together and played, uh, but I've always um, been an avid just like player of games. Um, I go to a weekly game night um, where we play a host of different um, things, and I'm just I'm always down to play games. I was an only child, and um, my parents never really played games with me, so that was a really fun activity for me to do when I went over to friends' houses and and was there with their siblings. Like even though they were different ages, we could all kind of get together and play games. Um, and I, I just love how inherently social it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lauren and I had, re- we really wanted to work together on a project and we were just kind of trying to figure out the best fit. Um, and so when, when this, this came up, she reached out to me, she was like, oh, I know, I know you play games a lot. Like, is this something that would interest you? And I watched the table read and everyone's chemistry was just magical and the script was so tight and, I got it and I and I could see it. I could visualize it. And I said, yes, this I would like to do this. Yeah. And we are so lucky because literally none of this could have happened without Amanda. Mm, fully. Yeah. Be lost in the dark. Yeah, Amanda, Amanda's got a lot of um a lot of experience now. She's been directing for quite a while. 
Um, we've known Amanda for, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. At least I have. Um, so it's exciting to see something coming out. Well, you know, something like this is pretty fun. What is, um, you know, what is your, your goal with this as far as, you know, you guys have made, I know, uh, Amanda's made quite a few other, you know, productions and shorts and things. Um, but do you have a specific goal in mind? What's your distribution plan? Yeah. So uh, we're currently in talks with different distributors, um, but basically we, what's most important is that we keep the integrity of the show. I think like you guys were saying, like, it's such a saturated thing right now to just use this as like a model for something. But like, I think ultimately what we found is a, a really wonderful group of weirdos that, you know, that has that magic together. Um, and we really felt that during our shoot. So ultimately like what we're looking for is a really good partner in, in helping amplify the story. Um, so there's a bunch of like cool up and coming um, distributors out there, you know, things like Creator Plus, where it's really the focus is on creators and putting out good content. Um, so we're really trying to figure out how do we best, you know, align our show with, you know, our audience, but also like with who we are as creators. Um, so it's like, it's not a perfect roadmap right now. Um, but yeah, that's, that's sort of like our, our, our high level goal, I guess. And I know you guys are, are do, you know, doing this on online socially as well. How is social media playing into your, your distribution and your promotion? Because we know that that's really important these days. Oh yes. Matt, do you want to take this one? Uh, sure. Um, there is a rather large uh, community of, Dungeons and Dragons, like online, like I, when we think of D and D as like a medium, for the most part, it is pretty much online, just because you know, for many years it was kind of taboo in the main in the mainstream, satanic panic and all that. <laughs> so as a as like as a fringe form of media, it had it, like it got most of its legs online. So we use social media as a way to um, outreach to like our fellow enjoyers of this game. To like show them, hey, look, we made this thing. Come enjoy this thing with us, you know. Um, uh, going on things like TikTok, um, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, uh, things like that. Yeah, and I think you know we were going into this. We were pretty lucky because Matt had already accrued a pretty good following um, for other like you know nerd talk things, and and we were we learned a lot through the past couple months of like how do you engage people right where they're at? Um, Cause we really, you know, as independent filmmakers, we have to like find our ammo, you know, and like, how do we come off as a really strong project? And a huge part of that is like, honestly a following. Um, so we've been really lucky just building um, a, a pretty decent following on TikTok. Um, and we're really looking to like transition our, our followers into our different channels so that we can give them as much content as possible. This is just really a question for, for my own, I don't know. It just, it just made me laugh when I was watching it. Um, Amanda, are yeah. you trying to go for a project where there's an EFA in every project? What? You know, here, what? Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> that name, just, that name well, just cracked me up when it came up on screen. So in both those the projects that I've directed with an Aoife in it, the name was already decided before I came on board. Get so out! I that Aoife's come to me. That is so wow. funny. 
I feel like yeah. I feel like it should be your signature. There's an Aoife and everything. So full disclosure for Lauren and Matt, because they're probably like, what? Yeah. So Amanda did a, a podcast with me before the pandemic. She was the director on my podcast, Expat, which is based off of uh, my marriage to my very Irish husband. Oh. And we actually know an Aoife in real life, which is why I use the name in my podcast. And it cracked me up to see Lauren's character oh. named Aoife. And I was like, did Amanda have something to do with that? Or did it just randomly come? Randomly <laughs> came. Crazy. But I kind of, I didn't say anything. And I just um, tried to seem impressive knowing exactly how to pronounce it without any. <laughs> yes. I feel betrayed. I was so impressed when you got it right the first time. I know. Everyone was like, is it oif? And we're like, no. <laughs> Everyone has the same problem. Though. Our, our assistant director is still like, oify? Like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to let that secret out. I thought maybe you had influenced the name because I'm like, what are the chances of like two Aoife's in an Amanda project? That's like, that is going to be your signature from now on. There must be an Aoife in everyone. Amanda Sanderson. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, you guys, for being on the show. Lauren, Matt, Amanda, how can people find you if they want to find you? Follow us at the game underscore series. You can get all our info there and you can follow us through that. Um, all of our own personal tags are in there. Um, but but pl- please follow us and support your favorite indie filmmakers. TikTok and Instagram. TikTok, yeah. I was going to ask, TikTok and Instagram, okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and in YouTube, right. We're, YouTube. We're, we're the game on YouTube, yeah. YouTube is doing a new thing called YouTube Shorts, which are basically vertical videos. So for, for if you don't like TikTok, we have started uploading our, you know, same skits on YouTube Shorts. Yep. Yeah. Terrific. Awesome. So everyone, make sure you check out the game premiering very soon on uh, YouTube and TikTok and all those other places. And we will talk to you guys next week. 